welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me again this morning, and I hope y'all are having a great fall. I know, I think this is my favorite time of the year. I think I'm switching. I used to always love summer. Um, the lazy days of summer, but I am loving these days of fall. The weather has just been absolutely beautiful, and I love all things fall. I'm definitely a pumpkin spice fan. I've already had a couple of pumpkin spice lattes, and I think I'm up to about nine or ten batches of my pumpkin bars that I make this time of year, and I just love fall. We got the church all decorated yesterday, and I'm looking forward to y'all seeing it on Sunday. Uh, some of you, of course, saw it last night. But thank you so much for joining me today, and I pray that this time will be a blessing. In case I forget to say it at the end, please, please join in uh, next week. I'm excited for you to hear from Miss Grace, and she is always a blessing when she speaks. And I think the thing that I value so much about her and about Kelly and about Jen is they're just real people, and I know that they try from the bottoms of their hearts to be real Christians as well. And I know that they're a blessing to me, and I know they're a blessing to you. So I'm excited about hearing from Miss Grace. I am actually going to be going back this coming week for a few days to visit my home church, the Marion Avenue Baptist Church in Washington, Iowa. And I'm very excited because in 1973, my dad went there, and he and my mom, and they, went along with five other families, helped to start that church. And my dad served there, I believe it was 38 or 39 years as pastor. And then a few years after my mother passed away, he stepped down and went into full-time evangelism where he serves now with his wife, uh, Miss Rhonda, and we love her so much. But now my brother's the pastor, so they are celebrating their 50th anniversary uh, this week. And so I'm excited to be able to be there this Sunday. So I will miss you all, but I hope you'll be here on Sunday. I know I'll be tuning in to watch the services, and I always miss my church victory whenever I'm not here. But do keep me in your prayers, and I'm excited to be able to go back for that. Um, and I also wanted to mention on September 30th, which is a week from Saturday, we're going to be taking a ladies' trip down just a single day down to the Gethsemane Baptist Church in Elm City, and uh, we're going to hear Miss Francie Taylor speak. And I'm excited for Miss Frida Taylor; she's the host pastor's wife. But I hope you'll plan to join us. We've got a few spots left on the shuttle, but if not, you can join us there. It's not that far away. So we're going to get right into our verse this week, and I would tell you that it's my one of my favorite verses, but that would not be true. This is one of those verses in the Bible that for me, it's almost like taking a vitamin um, or it's a dose of medicine that I know I need to take. I'm always glad after the fact that I've taken it, but in the process, it's not always one that I enjoy. This is also a verse, I don't think I've ever done this to someone, but I know I've had to catch myself because this is a verse that it's not good to really share with others when they're going through a hard time. This is type, the type of thing you have to take yourself. You have to take your own medicine. But it's the verse, Romans 8, 28. And we know it. It's a very, very common verse, very um, used. It's a lot. 
But it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And at the very end of this lesson today, which I'm going to try to be quick, I have a problem with going long. Um, I'm going to share why this is a special verse to me. But this verse the Lord has used over and over in my life, and just like a vitamin or sometimes a medicine, but especially a vitamin that we have to take over and over again if we want to see the results. This is a verse that I have to apply to my life over and over again if I want to see God use it in my life. But there's several things I see and I'm reminded of in this verse. The first thing I see is the confidence in God's promise, the confidence in God's promises. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. And you know, if we're not careful, sometimes we can look at things just as they happen to us and we think, well, this is not good. And you know, that's the truth. There's a lot of things that happen in our lives that are not good. I had a devotional a podcast a few weeks ago, and I don't remember exactly the whole context I was using, but I made the statement that our trials are so temporal when looked at through the scope of eternity. And after the fact, I was convicted a little bit and I thought, Lord, our people, they go through a lot. And is that fair to say that the loss of a loved one, is that fair to say that a child that's going through a serious health condition, is that fair to say that it's so temporal? And you know, from a human standpoint, it's not. It's not fair to say that. But you know, really, sometimes if we're not careful, I think we think of faith as something that missionaries have or faith as something that pastors have or somebody that's really just going on to do these great things that we look at and, and, and from a human perspective, we would look at and say, that person did something great for God and that is faith. But you know, I know that in our lives that we are called on every day to have faith in God and just to trust Him through the hard times, through the good times, and just to be faithful to His Word. And so I see the confidence that we can have in God's promise. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. I think about when I'm making chocolate chip cookies and I've got a really good recipe from a lady that was so dear to us back in Geneseo, Illinois, that used to make the most amazing cookies. But there's Parts of that recipe that I put in, plain flour, I really don't want to eat plain flour. I don't want to drink a bottle of vanilla. I don't even, as much as I like sugar, I wouldn't want to eat it by the tablespoonful. But you know, there's a lot of things that go into those cookies to make them really good. And that's the way it is with our lives. God puts a lot of things into our life and we don't know how it's going to work out, but we know that all things work together for good. So I see the confidence in God's promise. And then I see the reminder of personal responsibility. It goes on to say, to them that love God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. You know, I'm so thankful that I never have to doubt God's love for me. God loves me unconditionally, no matter what I do. And I try to teach that to my kids over and over again. I want them to see it in my life. I want them to know it about their Lord, that God's love for them is not conditional, no matter what they do. So I don't doubt God's love for me. But there are many times that I don't just doubt. I know that I don't love the Lord like I should. And I have to ask myself, do I really love God? Am I making the choices? Am I making the decision each day to walk in His ways? The reminder of our personal responsibility. You know, God, He extends His protection. He extends His provision. He extends His promises to those that walk in His way. But He also warns us when we choose to go our own way, when we choose to live according to the flesh, we step outside of His promises. We step outside of His protection. And yes, I'm so thankful for a God that is loving and patient and long-suffering. 
but he is a God that will not be mocked. He is a God that their wages of sin is death. And I have to ask myself, am I living to show that I love God, to them that love God? The Bible says in John 14, 15, if ye love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I want the Lord, I know that the Lord loves me, but I want the Lord to know that I love him by trying to serve him, to love him, to love others. So the reminder of personal responsibility. You know, Micah, we have to laugh at him, and I don't know where he got it from, and I do have to tell you he's a little hypocrite. But if he's watching um, a movie and there's something on it or a cartoon and there's something on, on it that's not good, he'll say, Mama, they are not yoven de yord, because he doesn't say his L's right. He'll say, they're not yoven de yord. And um, there was one time we were walking by someplace and there were some workmen, bless their hearts, they were listening to some music that was pretty wild. And he looked up and he's like, Mama, why are they not yoven de yord? And I had to get onto him a little bit and stick him in the van. And of course, the little hypocrite, a few minutes later, he was pitching a fit. So he wasn't loving the Lord very much either. But sometimes I think if God looks down at our lives, would he say, they are not yoving to yord. And I don't want to bring disappointment to my Lord's heart. I think so often of my husband, shortly after we were married, he taught me that a proper fear of God, it's not being afraid of what God would do to me if I sin against him, but it's being afraid of what my sin, the disappointment, the grief, the hurt that my sin brings to the heart of the Lord. And you know, when that's our focus, living for Him and loving Him and serving Him and trying to do right, it's not a burden. We do it because we love Him. We don't doubt our lo His love for us, but we want to prove our love for Him by serving Him. The reminder of personal responsibility. This promise is given to them that love God. And then I see number three in closing last. I see we have to get God's perspective on our purpose. God's perspective on our purpose. In Romans 8, 28, again, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And you know, I don't know about you, but I know it is so easy for me to just get focused on the here and now, to just get focused on what needs to be done today or what my children or my family or what our ministry needs right now and what's going on in my life right now. But you know, God's purpose for our lives is so much more than what's just happening right now. It's we're called according to His purpose. And I think so often, you've heard the story I know before, but about the little boy that was sitting on the floor and he was looking up at his grandmother doing a cross-stitch sampler. And if her cross-stitch sampler looked anything like the cross-stitch I used to do when I was younger, it was a mess underneath. And he looked up at it and he said, Grandma, what are you doing? That is a mess. And she told him to come up and look at the top side. And whenever he did, it was a beautiful picture that she had sewn together. And you know, that's the way lives are. So often, as long as we're just looking at it from down here and we're just looking at it from the underside, it doesn't make any sense. But we have to remember that our purpose in life is to fulfill God's purpose. It's to bring glory to Him through our lives. And you know, I'm so thankful that I had a very living, um, very real illustration that was played out before my very eyes when my mother had cancer. And I'll never forget, um, we knew she had cancer and she had gone through the chemotherapy and the radiation and we thought she was cured. And she began to get some terrible pain in her neck and her upper back. And we found out the cancer was in her spinal cord fluid. And shortly after that, the doctors gave her a limited amount of time to live. And then she went into a coma. And I'll never forget that frantic time of trying to travel back from California to Rochester, Minnesota. And walking into that room in the Mayo Clinic, and there on the whiteboard where the nurses would leave their instructions, there was the verse, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. 
And you know, I know I would not be telling you the truth if I sat here and pretended that my mother had nothing but faith. I would not be telling you the truth if I sat here to, and, and told you that my mother had no fear during that time with cancer. She did. She did not want to die any more than you or I wanted to die. She didn't know how things would work out any more than I would if I were given that prognosis right now. But I'm so thankful for the mom that even in spite of that fear that she reached out through it and she clung to these promises of the word and she said, we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know, that was in November of 2009 and on January 23rd of 2010, my mom went to heaven. And if I were just to focus on those times and the fleshly part of me, I would say, no, that wasn't good. Cancer was not a good thing in my mother's life. Her dying was not a good thing in my mother's life. The different trials that you can name. I'm not alone. We all have those things. Every single one of you listening today, I know you do. Those things are not good. But you know, I look back and I see how that God, my mother allowed God to use cancer in her life for good. And mom, mom passed away in January. I have questioned, Lord, why didn't you let her live? And I think of all the good things that she could have accomplished with her life. I think of the 30 grandchildren, 31 grandchildren that she would have loved to have known, that she never got to know. But you know what? I also see the many, many people who have spoken of how mom's life and her death turned their hearts back to him. How that her testimony, even to the very end, has encouraged them in being faithful to their Lord. And I can see the good that comes out of it. And you know, only heaven will reveal, only when we get to heaven someday, will we be able to understand how God worked it out to his purpose. I heard recently, I, my, one of my, I have to keep an eye on the time here, but one of my guilty pleasures, I guess, is sometimes listening to true crime podcasts. And I heard recently of a lady that went through a terrible, terrible time in her life. It wasn't just a singular crime that was committed against her, but it was lasted for a period of time. And years later, after the fact, there was someone that was interviewing her, and they were talking about all the horrible things that had happened and the things that had led up to her. And you know, this lady had a daughter that was a result of that time that she loved dearly. And the interviewer, she asked her, she said, you know, what have you learned? Going back, what would you change that would maybe keep you from perhaps ever experiencing that awful time? And this is what the lady said. She paused for a moment. And she said, you know, to change anything would be to change everything. And she went on to talk about the relationship she had now with her adult daughter and the, how much she treasured that. And she said, all of those hard times that I went through, and yet I have a daughter that I love dearly, that I wouldn't have if I changed anything. And you know, that's the way life is. We can't explain all the hard things that God puts us through sometimes and the trials that we face. But sometimes to change anything would be to change everything. And so we can know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his promise, his purpose. I think of the verse, the song, the Lord brought it to my mind this week. It says, all the way my Savior leads me, all the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his faithful mercies? Who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, heir by faith in him to dwell. For I know that whate'er fall me, Jesus doeth all things well. All the way my Savior leads me, and he cheers each winding path I tread, gives me strength for every trial, and he feeds me the living bread. And though my weary steps may falter, and my soul athirst may be, 
gushing from a rock before me, though a spirit joy I see. And all the way my Savior leads me, oh, the fullness of his love. Perfect rest in me is promised, in my Father's house above. When my spirit, clothed in mortal, wings its flight through realms of day, this my song through endless ages, Jesus led me all the way. So keep your hand in his today. Keep searching for him. Keep searching his word. And know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Thank you for joining me today. Please don't forget to join back and hear Next Grace next week. You all are a blessing. I'll miss you this Sunday, but I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies' devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.